For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This show is brought to you by K Jewelers. Listen up, NFL fans. K just dropped a collection of officially licensed NFL jewelry. Shop your favorite team in the True Fans Fine Jewelry Collection at k.com slash truefans. Gear up for the season and celebrate the love of the game with K. Wounded Warrior Project is working to foster the most successful generation of veterans in our nation's history. One of the ways they do that is through adaptive sports. Veterans are some of the most resilient people on the planet. It's not about what you can't do after experiencing injury or illness. It's about tapping into what you can do. Learn more about how Wounded Warrior Project's adaptive sports programs are changing lives at www.woundedwarriorproject.org sports. This is a podcast from Minute Media. It's about to go. The Buffalo Nerds Sports Podcast Where we talk history of the game numbers and stats And each week we highlight a charity that's doing good If you haven't subscribed yet, then you should Because I'm this, 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 the, the real deal And you know I gotta shout out the Buffalo Bills Turn it up to the max, sit back and relax This the Buffalo Nerds Sports Podcast Let go! Hey, what is up, Bills Mafia? Welcome into another episode of the Buffalo Nerd, your home for Buffalo Bills football with a charity on top. Brought to you by the Minute Media Network and Fansided. Buffalo Nerd is now the official podcast of the buffalolowdown.com. That's buffalowdown.com. This is going to be the week five phase report, and it's Victory Tuesday because we're just carrying them every day of the week now because we're allowed to do that. When, you, when you've been around for all the misery, you can pretty much, I think, make up the rules as you go. And when you get a big win against a nasty opponent that you know you want to be in their building. We're going to carry this victory all the way until we lose again. So it's victory Tuesday. It's 10, 12. I'm going to hit the phase report this week, kind of break down the game. I uh, had a couple of days, go back and watch the game a couple different times. I mean, when I came out of this thing, I, I pretty much was feeling a little bit like... I mean, it was incredible. What a victory, right? And what did we get from the players? Every one of them. Just another win. Every one of them was just saying just another win. I get it. It was just another win because um, it's week five. It's early. There's a lot of football. It's just another win. But that's a big time opponent. Their field, nasty environment, rain delay, refs terrible, Chris Collinsworth terrible, just a magnitude of everything that could possibly trip you up. And they went in there and took down the defending AFC champs in excellent fashion. I mean, besides the first quarter there where Josh made that kind of bonehead move, he was sensational the entire game. The team is sensational. They just 
pulled it together when they needed to pull it together. And I get it. It's fine to say that it's only week eight or excuse me, week five, jumping ahead already. It's only week five and we should temper our expectations. There is a lot of football left. So I get that. But the reason that this is elevated, in my opinion, is mostly because of the magnitude we're doing it on. We are setting ungodly numbers right now. This isn't just a week five win. This is consecutive weeks of four straight wins, a loss in the first week, not cool, but they are putting up huge numbers, 12, over 12 yards of play right now. The defense is lights out. They're just, I think we're on our eighth consecutive game where we've been up by double digits at the half. I mean, think about that. Double digits at the half. We're going into every halftime with a double digit lead for the past eight games. I mean, it's I think it's probably proven in NFL stats that you're going to win more games than you're going to lose when you're doing that. So they're just killing it. I mean, most consecutive leads at the half period, I think uh, that stat was just set in this last game. And we're just number one in a multitude of categories. So yes, it's only week five, but for what was taking place in that game, terrible calls, just like a little bit too much Kansas City love, it felt like in the beginning come out and they have this massive drive just working you working you every time you get them at third down they get a call or something happens or dumb bonehead play to just hold it all together to the very end and make your way through it and hold them to that field goal And i think that changed everything they came back with a little spunk after the second touchdown there and from there it was shut down but to me yes just week five but it's okay to enjoy it but let's talk about the offense a little bit more because Josh Allen, to me, this was the the lowest output of the season so far as far as plays ran 54. Um, we ran 55 against Pittsburgh in a completely different fashion because Pittsburgh was because we couldn't get anything going. In this game, we ran so few plays because there was massive chunk plays. Josh was scrambling. The guys were making great plays downfield, deep balls. They torched a secondary that should have been torched. I was saying it before the game even started. I mean, not that Jalen Hurts isn't a good quarterback. He's in the NFL, but he's not Josh Allen. And he took this defense for 358 yards the week before through the air. So it felt to me like this this should what take place in this game. But besides that, Josh Allen, he just looked calm and cool. I mentioned the one play where he you saw him smacking the ground afterwards. He knew it was a dumb play. He should have never done it. And it cost us points in that situation, which we didn't necessarily need him, but you never know in the future. That's something that you really do have to be, you know, taking account when you're playing a team like the Chiefs, especially in their building. Uh, Spencer Brown, again, just stood out to me. I mean, the offensive line played great. Uh, Josh was clean. Uh, he had time to move around. Uh, the run, uh, the, the running in this game that I, I text a couple of good friends, um, you know, right at the bat, the first drive of this game was just brilliant. It, it was a masterpiece. They came in so prepared and it really just looked to me like the calmest that I've seen Josh Allen in a big prime time type of game so far in his career. And I know he's had monster games. He's put up five touchdowns. He's done huge things, but he looked incredibly calm in a big time situation against a big time team. And that really stood out to me in this one. So it's nice to see O-line, another bang up job. Zach Moss, uh, Singletary didn't get much love in this game. We saw a little bit of, I think what some people saw at the beginning of the season, this could have just been game plan related, but Moss was in there late. He got more of the action this game. He's looking good. He's catching the ball out of the backfield now. And I think when Josh finds the confidence in one of these guys, 
to catch the ball out of the backfield, that is going to segue into them being more involved in this game plan each and every week. Now, they're both going to be out there and they're both doing a bang up job when they have the ball. But Moss does appear to be taking a little bit of the leg up, especially when it's finishing games, blocking situations and a lot of that stuff. So it would be something to kind of look for. Knox, I mean. He's just putting up the same kind of stats that Pete Pete Metzler did, you know, back in 1982 or excuse me, 92. Uh, So like, yeah, I mean, Dawson Knox just continues to be well. They ask him afterwards, what's the difference? What's going on? You know, what, what's happening? Nothing. They're just continuing to progress. You're three. Everybody's working together. The trust is there. Dawson Knox continues to make big plays. And realistically, this is all we were hoping for when you're also going to have out on the field a Stefan Diggs and Emmanuel Sanders in a Cole Beasley. Somebody has to be open and teams have tried leaving the tight end open on it so far. We'll see how much longer they're going to try to do that because Dawson Knox is eating teams apart right now. Uh, so we'll see what happens in that. But Sanders, uh, another two touchdown game, I think five on the season for him. This is a guy that some people were saying wasn't even going to make the roster due to age and other things like that. And he's just kind of here. He was brought in here to really elevate this team and it's happening. Diggs, Another solid game. I mean, you can see he's he's getting the attention still. He's still working through it. He's putting up big plays, but you see that this team's spreading the ball around, so he's never going to truly have those massive games necessarily anymore. I mean, ask Cole Beasley. He had, what, two, three catches. He was kind of non-existent in the game plan. He wasn't even on the field all that much, realistically, if you go back and look at it. Um, and that kind of takes me to my other guy that I wanted to highlight this week because I had Sal Capaccio on last week. We each chose somebody we wanted to highlight. And for me, it was Knox. He was killing it. Sal chose Espineza, you know, because he's having a great year so far. Um, but the more and more I've gone back and watched this, and, you know, Reggie Gilliam is having a great season and he is everywhere as they're lining him up out wide. He's in the backfield. He's, you know, he's running a little bit here. He's blocking well. He's doing everything. And when he, when you're splitting out your fullback, I mean, that's, it's, it looks like a run heavy look and that's what you're expecting. But, He's doing a great job out there. He is running routes. He's doing an excellent job. So I think he's just having a great start to his season so far. But really, I mean, it's hard to, I mean, the offense is just killing it. They're putting up big numbers. I mean, 38 points against the Chiefs. Uh, If you go back and look at their defense, everybody's kind of been doing that. So that's not a stellar. But you see the Chiefs being held down to 20 by, I mean, just a powerhouse defense right now. These guys are just killing it. Everywheres they held Mahomes to about it was a seventy rating in this game. Uh, you got Tyreek went seven for sixty three, Kelsey six for fifty seven. Only allowed one play over twenty yards. I mean, when the Chiefs are going to try to beat you, it's because they need to hit those big plays. And this defense did everything in its power to take it away. Two deep safety all night long, and it worked. And the reason that it worked this time and it hasn't worked in the past. I mean, besides Hyde and Poyer are just playing at an elite level. I mean, not that they weren't last year, but them together on the field is just something special. And it, and they're so good and they coordinate so well with everything that's taking place around them. So spot on, they're a, a good portion of it. Trey had a, a great game too. Levi played well on, you know, nothing really to write home on. He got beat on the big one, the big play, but you know, it's okay. He, he's having a good season, but it all stemmed from the defensive line. We talked about it leading up to this. We got to get pressure. We talked about it all off season. That's what we need to do. This team needs to get pressure. We got all sorts of pressure. We didn't get there enough. Um, and we let them get out a little too much than I would have probably liked. Um, but if we can take that same pressure moving forward, a lot of quarterbacks are not going to be able to get away from us. And 
Basham looked good. Star looked good. Oliver looked good. But of course, the standout play goes to Groot. I mean, the rookie, five tackles. He's in the backfield consecutive weeks. He's raising havoc every single week. So for me right now, he is absolutely killing it. And he's he's the rookie kind of defensive player of the year for me on the Bills right now that he's just not that we have that many, right? It doesn't kind of make that much sense, but he is really standing out to me and what he's doing for being young, not playing last year, and just his length. You see it show up on when running backs think they get past him. He's just long enough to reach back with an arm and grab him and pull him in. So it's it's just a gorgeous thing to watch, and he's ha- having a great season. Another guy that uh, you know I was real nervous about, and we saw how they game planned it. You know, Obviously, Klein didn't cover as much, but AJ had a good game. I thought he played well. You saw him flashing around the field. He was still making the plays on special teams that he typically would make. Um, you know, he's in, he's, he's really developing nicely as that kind of like downhill, go get the back. But you did see him covering a little bit in this, in this matchup. And it wasn't against, you know, he wasn't covering Kelsey like you might have seen Milano do or things like that. But, uh, Saran Neal came in and he, he played a nice game this week. Uh, he stepped up, had some penalties. I mean, they all did. Um, but to me, what this team chose to do coming into this game was to be more physical with the chiefs. And you'll see it on some of the plays. If you go back and watch, they're throwing guys around, they're really roughing them up. And with that comes holding and comes, you know, a lot of this other stuff. And I think you got to be okay with that when you're shutting down teams and you're slowly methodically, just keeping them in check to where you can control the atmosphere, control the game and try to do the best and get yourselves in the best situation. So I thought they did a great job with that. The other standout for me is he's just progressing. He's really, truly elevating is Tremaine is just, he's playing really well. I mean, you know, the highlight of him chasing down the you know, sideline and just taking the backer down hard or the running back hard in the backfield on that, the one play to the sideline, he's just really seeing the system. Well, uh, if you watch the press conference afterwards, he sounds real calm, confident, excited for everybody else around him. So he's off to a very, very nice start. And I'm actually going to, um, bust this out for the special teams. And it's not because yes, we did get the turnover and bass is still looking good, but If you were to look around the NFL right now, nobody can make kicks. Nobody. Everybody's missing kicks. Everybody's messing up. So just having our second year guy and working with the first year, um, we know with Hack, um, they're they're performing at a high level. Hack's holding has been great. Bass has looked calm, cool, and collected on every kick he's taken so far this year. Uh, the Miami one he missed, uh, maybe I'll take that back on that one a little bit. But he's looked very, very, very good. And you can see around the league, it's going to be a huge thing. A lot of people are missing. I mean, Jacksonville can't make a kick. But we, Mason Crosby is supposed to be one of the best kickers in the league, and he missed three in, in, inside a fourth quarter the other day. So kicking is huge, and Basses look very good. Hack, he's just the same old, same old. I, he was like a yard, two yards too long on the second punt on, you know, when we got a second opportunity on it. But he's doing all right. He's still so slow, though. <sighs> Drives me nuts. But anyways, the special teams is performing really well. Um, Isaiah, another little bobbled ball, but this is another game where he's in the rain. And I get it. We are going to have to play in these scenarios. So you don't really want to see that happening all the time. But top to bottom, three-phase win, dominant performance over a team that stuck it to you twice last year. And in the last one, they really broke your hearts in their building, you know, when you're one step away. So Real, real nice victory. Um, that comes up though to now another primetime matchup and that Chiefs win to me. 
a hundred percent makes this not that it wasn't already, but this a game against the Titans is a hundred percent become a must win game. We have to win this game because it brings so much room in the AFC. I mean, right now the Titans are the four seed. If we ever stop right now, we're the three seed. We've got two games on the Chiefs. We've now got an opportunity to get two games on a team that is right there nipping at our heels and is going to be in the playoffs. The rest of their division is not playing well right now. The Colts may turn it around and make a thing of it, but they're just not playing right well. So this, to me, going in on Monday night, a team that embarrassed you last year on a Tuesday or whatever, um, you know, I think it's time to go back in there and pay them back for that a little bit this time around. But the other positive of this is... It's slim, but there's a possibility that we may not see the Chiefs again this year. You know, you never know how the seeding goes. They're at three losses now where they drop many more this season. Probably not, but you never know. This might even alleviate the chances of us having to even play the Chiefs again as we go on a deep playoff run this season. So this victory, even though it was just week five and it's just a win, it goes a long way in determining what can take place later in the year. So it was an outstanding win for the Buffalo Bills this weekend going into Kansas City and absolutely wrecking a team that has kind of had their way with you. So that's pretty much going to do it for this week's phase report. You know what, actually? All right. All right. That's going to do it for this week's phase report. This is the week five phase report. I would like to check in each week. At, you know, I got my buddies out there, the Joe Millers of the world, who I can't imagine how you even did a show the other night after watching that game because I was going nuts. So I take a, de- take a day, kind of sit back and think about it a little bit and then bring it to you. And later this week, you guys can obviously make sure to look for the uh, preview show against the Titans. I'm going to be sitting down with uh, Terry McCormick this week. He's been covering the Titans since 1997. Um, he's over there at the TitansInsider.com. So he's going to come over and he's going to, you know, kind of fill us in on what's taking place this week. We're going to sit down on Thursday. Um, so we'll get kind of late injury report in the week. Maybe we'll have some good Julio Jones news and kind of see what's going on. So make sure that you guys are there checking out that episode. That'll be out on Friday. And of course, make sure that you guys are checking out everything I'm up to at the Buffalo nerd. And now make sure you're heading over to Buffalo lowdown. Dot com. That's Buffalo, W-D-O-W-N.com to check out some great football contact from my guys, Brandon, Aaron, Steven. They're all over there putting out really great work. And of course, that's the new home of the Buffalo nerd. So like we always do, go Bills. You just listen to the Buffalo Nerd Sports Podcast. Make sure you leave a review and subscribe. So you never miss another episode. We'll see you next time. Leg out. Not sure how much you know about progressive insurance. You may know us for insuring your home and auto. You may know a couple of our commercials. But what you may not know is that since 2013, Progressive has been honoring veterans with vehicle donations through the annual Keys to Progress Veteran Vehicle Giveaway Program, giving back to those who gave so much. Now, you probably didn't wake up today saying, I really wish I knew more about progressive insurance, but this seemed like the type of thing people wouldn't mind hearing about. Find out more about how we're dedicated to our customers and communities at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates.